Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Today's episode is called Nuggets of Wisdom Through Life Experiences with Denise Krogman. Denise is a woman of wisdom who writes from her heart and soul. Her words are vulnerable and touch deep. A mother, grandmother, and woman of survival, her faith influences her work and her walk. Denise has contributed to multiple collections of work and now presents Pillow Talks and Comforters. Denise's writings will lift you up and encourage you onward in everything you do. Denise wears many hats and also works as a realtor in Minnesota and Wisconsin. She is also building a business in mediation as well as a professional speaker. Welcome to the show, Denise. Thank you so much, Rachel, and I'm honored to be here with you and your guest. Yeah, thank you. I've just always appreciated you. I know we know each other through a women's business networking group here in the Twin Cities, and you've always uh, just extended yourself and been so supportive of me. And I was just actually talking with my mom this morning, <laughs> letting her know who I was interviewing this morning, and that's what I told her about you. That I've always just appreciated your energy and how you've you've connected with me. So thank you for that. Thank you for those words. My gosh, you make me blush. <laughs> It's just, kind of like it's just the way I think we're supposed we to. Yeah, I, I just think that's how we're supposed to live life, you know, lift each other up and think positively. So, yeah, I, I know any other way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just such an energetic and wonderful and kind person to be around. So, thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your book, Pillow Talks and Comforters. So Denise, I would love to hear about your story. I know you've got a very rich um, life and made many, you know, changes and transitions. So um, tell me your story, kind of how did you get to this point now as Denise? Um, well, there are a lot of twists and turns in it. Um, I currently am living at my 24th address. Oh, wow. So that <laughs> speaks for itself in many ways. <laughs> It's been full of change and relocation. And as a child, you know, I was third in line. So wasn't super important in the household in that respect. Um, didn't get all those first things. I was kind of like, you know, find your own way child. Mm -hmm. um, continued that way pretty much through my marriage as well. I uh, got married at 20 and, you know, had many good things in life, but found myself divorcing 18 years ago. And I've been single since blessed with two wonderful children and they're both married with two perfect little grandchildren, of course, because they're awesome. mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're angels, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know, when I look back on life now, of course, you know, wisdom comes with maturity and the challenges and the survivals of life. And, you know, I've been very blessed with two constant things in my life that carried me through many deep challenges and trials. Um, my writing and my God. It's like I knew as a child I loved to write. There's a story in the book about Mr. Mead that is back from ninth grade. Um, I, I just knew that was a part of my soul. And my God, you know, I spent a lot of time alone and I've spent a lot of time in my childhood years, growing years, married years, 
being told that you can't, you won't, you don't deserve it. Mm. And those words go really deep. And, you know, you hear it often enough and long enough, and you really just kind of take that on as your, you know, persona. That's what, who you are. That's what you believe because the people that you love are telling you those things. Mm. Yeah, um, that doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good. But in the moment, I didn't know any different. Right. So I found myself, you know, doing what I needed to do. I worked hard at being a good wife and a, a wonderful mom and, you know, putting everyone else first. And only in recent years, after my kids have grown and gone and, you know, are very well established on their own, have I really taken the time to reflect upon myself and who am I and what do I want? And God darn it, it's my turn. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, would love to have gone to college, but didn't take a turn, you know, put my husband through a couple of degrees, but when it was my turn that didn't fit. Mm. And so I've spent a lot of time reflecting back, well, if I had, what would I do and who would I be? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I remember as a probably middle schooler thinking that social services of some kind are helping others. And that is totally my nature. Yeah. I love law. And so what I've ended up doing is, you know, stepping out of marriage at a very risky time and going from a comfortable uh, financial place to very, very little um, and got my real estate license and have in recent years built that business. Um, Found myself, you know, still working full time because I still had that fear of, you know, failure and not providing and, Probably about six years ago, I stepped out and thought, okay, if I'm ever going to take another leap of faith, I have to do it now. And so now I'm 100% real estate. And I can't even explain why and how I knew that I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. And I don't know. It's, there's always hope. There, there's always hope. I have that higher power, um, you know, whether it's universe or God or Buddha or whomever it is that we lean to or we look to, I just always know in my heart of hearts that I'm taken care of and it's all going to come flowing and it's all going to be okay. Yeah. And I think when you know that, you can make those leaps of faith like I know you have throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, friends laugh because, I mean, even friends that have known me for the duration of life um, see the change that's happened in the last, especially I'd say five to seven years after I spent several years just really deep reflection Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, like two years ago, I, I'm 62 years old, not afraid to, to own it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm very blessed. And two years ago, before my 60th birthday, I had an old antique diamond ring that I had had for many years and the band broke. And so I took it to the store and I bought myself a new setting and I've been single for many years looking for Mr. Perfect and right. And, you know, looking for love and, I took that ring to the riverside and I placed it upon my own finger and I decided I love myself as I am today right now. And I married myself. Awesome. And that was kind of like a switch for me. It's like, instead of me looking for someone, instead of me second guessing myself, um, that was just kind of like, you know what? I'm good enough just the way I am. I don't have to be something different. And I don't have to please anybody else. I can pursue what my own heart and soul and spirit tells me. 
And it's paid off to be pretty darn good. Awesome. What a powerful place to be. You know, I think that's so common. We're thinking, oh, I'll be happy when this, or I'll feel good about myself when I'm this or that. And uh, to just own yourself now and choose that. That's you. You you are totally right on, Rachel. It's like, I have found myself in this place where I live in the moment. I dream of the future, but Mm -hmm. I live in the moment. I live hopefully each day and each moment with great intention, um, kindness, love, gratitude. Gratitude is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do meditation a little bit every day. Hope, you know, I try to, I'm not as physically active in yoga as I should be, but you know, that's my own issue. <laughs> we all <have> something. <laughs> but yeah. And it's like, so I, I married myself in, um, it was, Oh gosh, it was a March of the year I turned 60 in July. Mm -hmm. And so I had a couple of months of that, you know, focusing on what was important and so forth. Um, And then in July, I decided, you know what, I've always wanted to write a book and I've written my whole life, um, mostly kept private, not shared anywhere. I had collections of things in my cedar chest that Mm -hmm. I left for my children to find in their future years when I'm gone. Um, some of it was written to them as children and as young adults. And some of it was written about their lives now. And a lot of it was written about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I continued to get these life experiences, I think, sent to me, handed to me. Um, I'm a big believer in when you get a thought of something, um, you, you know, you think, if I think of you in a day, I have to reach out and say, hey, thinking of you, hope you're having a great day. Yeah. Um, just take action on it. So I decided it's time for me to take action on my writing. So I started to put together a book, um, pulled out stuff I had, you know, cleaned it up, wrote new stuff, a lot of new stuff. Um, because once you turn the floodgates on, you kind of can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've experienced that with your own book that you recently wrote. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I, it comes through me. It doesn't feel like it always comes from me. It comes through me. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a whole collection of stuff in here that, you know, of course it's, it's got a higher power leaning because that's my, that's my source, you know, Mm -hmm. that's where it comes from. Hopefully it provides hope and faith and risk taking and things to those that maybe are feeling weak where I was at one point. Mm -hmm. And I have my days now I can still, you know, I can still feel sorry for myself with the best of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully, you know, over time that it just becomes less and less as you're accepting yourself more and more. I know that's kind of been my journey that, um, yes, yes. There's more joy than, um, any kind of frustration or disappointment or anything like that. But I'm so excited to hear more. I want to talk more about your book, but we're going to take a moment here for commercial and we will have more with Denise Krogman when we return. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. 
Welcome back. You are listening to Rev with Rachel. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. Today, I'm speaking with Denise Krogman, author of Pillow Talks and Comforters. So we've been talking a little bit about your story, Denise, and now I would love to hear more about your new book, Pillow Talks and Comforters. Um, Well, let's see. Um, You know, the, the ideal readership or the person that I envision from my heart and soul is going to benefit from this book is someone who needs a lift, you know, or maybe is just needs to be empowered a little bit, needs to find some, some joy in life, some hope in a scenario that maybe they don't feel that there's hope because there always, always is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, it, this, the writing has been my best friend through life and it has provided me the hope in the moments of despair and, the, you know, in the reflections of gratitude, there's just so much in life to be grateful for, even in the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my friends kind of chuckle because I tell them often, and in the events that I speak at, I, I tell them often that I am so, so grateful for the absolute worst moments in my life because mm-hmm. those are the times that I have found the best me. And I don't know if I would know the best me if I hadn't experienced those things. That's true. You had me thinking there and I was like, oh, wow, what a powerful way. You know, I, I've learned to um, see like that with a, a breakdown, it's leading to a breakthrough. Like there's, there's always a, um, something powerful in it or there, it's like a blessing in disguise and stuff. But I like the way you say that because that is really true because we have to like step in and um, find a new power within us. I think when we're going through tough times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, there's been a lot of my life that the only people, humans, that I could count on was myself. Mm. And so when that's the scenario, you have to learn to trust your own self and know that there's a purpose for you here. You have something to give to others. And, you know, it's just, it's, there's always something to be grateful for. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, in the days that I was feeling some of my tough days, I would sit down and make a list of things that I'm grateful for, of the people that I love or the experiences that I have had that I never dreamed I would have. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like the book was a dream. It was not something that I ever really knew that I would hold in my hands. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I just am so honored that And I believe my book came through me and it found itself to a publisher because honestly, everything just kept falling in place. Perfect. Yeah. It just <laughs> fell in place. And I look back and the stories that are in it were tough at the time, but stories that now I see benefit that someone's going to read that that's in that situation and they're going to go, all right, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this. You know? Yeah. So I have your the electronic copy of your book, and I love it. It's it's so rich. It's just so um, you know. It looks like some is poetry and some more elaborate stories. And you can um, talk more about that. But I I found myself like like I need the paper copy of yeah. this thing because yeah. it's so beautiful. It's something you'd want to pull off a shelf at any time and just get something. 
um, something that speaks to your soul and just the, the way you express yourself and things. I just find it so beautiful. And I, I love it because, you know, my background was not in writing. I was, a, my background was just academic. And then as I got older, it was like research and that's not, <laughs> that's not yep. fun. Yep. And, you know, writing my book, it was like finding my own story for the first time and my own way to express myself and mm-hmm. um, things like that. And um, so I just have such an appreciation for the way you write because, you know, you just feel that it comes probably so easily and flowing and um it is a beautiful beautiful book thank you thank you I'm blushing (laughs) (laughs) I'm told from some of the groups that I've spoken with you know like a cup there's you know a book club and so forth that has used it as their focus for their month and oh cool you know very cool very cool um very honored and their comments were things like um the writing is like I'm sitting there talking and it's not like I've sat down and, you know, compiled. It's more like, you know, grab a cup of coffee, let's sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. And then they read through it. And it is kind of, I, the publisher continued to try to get me to use in the marketing that it was like chicken soup for the soul. Oh. And I can see the similarities. And yet I didn't want to try to empower my book based on that book because, you know, it's, it has to have merits of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't use that in the marketing as freely as they encouraged me to, um, but, but it is very similar and and it does have, you know, there's story through poetries and then there's the backstory, then the paragraph forms or a reflection in a paragraph form. So it's a pickup, put down, you know, when you got two seconds, you read a little quick one. If you've got five minutes, you read a longer one. Mm, Yeah. And I thank you for sharing that about, um, you know, all the advice that we get, you know, there's some that's good to take and some that isn't. Cause I had that same experience and, um, you know, suggesting that my, my book, uh, chapter titles be longer. And there's yeah. a part of me that's like, no, I like the simplicity of that. And so then I come across a book on my shelf that hadn't, it was just chapter one. There was no chapter title. Like, <laughs> chapter titles are just right for this book. Yeah. <laughs> Try to doctor them up. <laughs> well, we're always learning. You know, I, I, I tell people I'm always teachable and trainable. Yeah. So yeah. it's all good. Because yeah. I've learned through this book that I probably, some of the readership wanted to have a title at the front of each story or each poem. Mm. Um, that's not how I chose to do it. I've got a glyph there to distinguish. But, you know, sometimes I don't want to clarify what it's supposed to be so the reader can take it where they need to take it. Yeah. Have it apply, like apply that to themselves instead of Correct. having it. Yeah. I yep. get you on that. Yep. Yep. So one of the interesting twists in this book, and I don't know if you want me to tell you or if you want me to read the very first story in the book, which explains it. Yeah, I would love um, for you to read it. Will you? Yeah, I will. Um, hopefully okay. I won't stumble. But <laughs> That's okay. It kind of explains the perspective of where the book is coming from, because it's not normal, as I've learned in, in reflection. Um, <laughs> so it goes like this. Pillow, are you really God? Are you one of his angels? I think it might be so. When I hold you close and tell you my heart, I feel as though my God is listening. Within your folds, I feel safe and secure, almost as if another were here. I think and I talk and I empty my soul to a case filled with feathers and foam. I snuggle with dreams of what will be as my heart travels far and begins to roam. 
If God so chose, he could be my pillow. Of this I have no doubt. For God is God and can be what he chooses. He does the impossible, which makes all things possible. And to him, nothing is unknown. Tell me, dear pillow, are you God in disguise with all of your wisdoms and consoling ways? As you comfort without arms and listen without ears, I sense you are God and have been all of these years. Whichever it is, whomever you are, I thank you, my friend and or God, for through storms of night and sunshine of morn, while others have wandered beside me, you stayed, my comforter, my friend, my God. That is beautiful, Denise. Thanks. Was that Thanks. something you wrote at, you know, as you were compiling the book? Um, yes. It, you know, again, I, I mean, it's crazy because I would be in the shower and words start flowing. And I got to <laughs> jump out and run to the computer and type and then go back and finish, you know? Yeah. Probably too much information in that little phrase, but nonetheless, <laughs> the words fall out. And yeah, this, you know, it just kind of comes out. It wasn't intended to be page one. But as I went back through all of my work and started to organize and sort and decide what's in and what's out, and mm-hmm. that's where it needed to be. So the reader understands what it is that this book is saying to them. It's, there's multiple stories in here that are written from the perspective of the pillow. Mm-hmm. You know, because we share our hearts with our pillow, whether it's in thought or word or tear. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all hug our pillows at night. We all cry mm-hmm. when we're in the quiet of our privacy. Um, we sort thoughts when we're drifting off to sleep. We dream about things. Mm-hmm. So the book comes from a place which is the pillow talks portion of the pillow is talking to us. And it's such a, it is the way you're talking. It's like that support. It's just always, it's there. It probably knows everything we've ever thought while we're laying in bed there, <laughs> you know. Denise, would you share something else from your book? Read another um, segment. I would love to hear more. Okay. Um, creation is filled with the lessons of life. Though few pay attention and notice, busy in lives of hustle and bustle, if we stop to look, took a moment to listen, or use the senses so blessed with, we would see the clarity of God. The spider's web that we avoid and destroy speaks of the journey of days. The crossing of lines are the weaving of lives. Some intersections are strong and resistant to the welderings of uh, time and storms. Other paths are weaker and serve a short purpose, meant for a moment, meant for a passing by. Perhaps just a step from one place to another. Perhaps not meant to endure forever. Just a touching of lives. The bending of trees suggests need to flex. Yet the roots of the oak are deep and strong. With the shedding of old leaves and new growth each season, the oak knows letting go isn't easy. Some leaves hang strong through the winter, yet must fall away for new life to take hold. Like me, the letting go is not easy yet a reward awaits in the new growth of moving on. The crab floats along in the beauty of oceans, to and fro without destination, but once upon shore it finds itself grounded, yet needs to hide away for solitude. The balance of life is seen in the crab, sometimes swimming with peaceful rhythm and sometimes traveling the grains of sandy shores. With visions of rocks and steps ahead, 
Do they hesitate at what they will find? Does the crab ever fear they will be underfoot as they wander the ocean shores? Does the crab fear the world with its vastness? Does the crab pray for protection and guidance? From the peaks of the mountains to the valleys of deep, like the breath of life from beginning to end, we are given the visions of what life may be if we open our eyes and hearts to see. Walk by the waters in stillness. Look to the sun for warmth of heart. As you sit upon the mountain, eyes closed and ears open, asking questions and pondering life, what do you hear? To whom do you listen? The angels of the past? The voices of the present? The guide of forever and always? Do you even listen at all? Wow, Denise, that is so gorgeous. You're such a spiritual mentor and guide in your writing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) That brings tears to my eyes. (laughs) It's okay. Let it flow. (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten good at that. (laughs) I always say never apologize for being who you are, no matter who you, whatever you are, whoever you are. Yeah. I bet. Honor you. That piece is such a story of life, you know, and our connection to nature and seeing how that, how what happens in nature is unfolding in our own lives. It is. It is. There's another in here that I don't have in front of me, so I won't read it, but I can tell you the quick version. Okay. Um, I, I often, I find myself writing while I'm in flight somewhere. It's, it's either oh, in the dark of night, it's in the shower, or it's in the airplane when I'm closer to the heavens. Um, <laughs> And so one of my flights to visit my son in, in Seattle, Mart area, um, I was over the Rocky Mountains and I've been over them multiple times. For some reason this day, I looked out the window and it struck me different. So I took my cell phone out, I snapped a few photos and I just found myself dwelling on what I was seeing below me. And I went to take a nap, put my head back, couldn't take a nap. I had to write. So I pulled my <laughs> iPad out and, you know, 10 minutes, this whole thing falls out. And it's, it's based upon the photos that I took or the, the scene that I saw below me. And it kind of talks about how the mountain caps, you know, the sun was shining, yet it was a winter day, and the mountain caps were melting away and creating this single stream that was going down the mountain to the little toothpicks of pine trees below. And in my, in my heart, I was feeling like... God's giving just enough sun to melt, just enough snow to feed that stream, but not flood it, to feed those pines exactly what they needed that day to sustain them. Mm -hmm. And so it is that God fuels me with just enough of what I need to sustain me. So this piece falls out. I write it. It's documented. I lean back to take my nap in flight. (laughs) And this elder that was sitting to my right, lady, reaches across and taps me on my arm and says, excuse me. And I'm like, yes. And she says, did you just write something? And I'm like, yes, I did. And, you know, and she says, are you a writer? And I said, I do write. And she looks at me more seriously and says, are you an author? (laughs) And I had not owned the word of author prior to that moment in life. Mm, Right. I've written my whole life, but writing is different than being an author. Mm-hmm. And I kind of looked at her with a smile and I said, yeah, actually I am an author. And she said, do you mind if I read what you wrote? Oh, so wow. I, 
Yeah. So I handed her my iPad and she starts to read the story that I had just written and she's reading it and crying and the tears are flowing Mm -hmm. and she apologized. She's embarrassed, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 don't apologize. You gave me the gift of seeing what the words that come through me can do for someone else. I'm, I'm honored, you know? Yeah. And she just kind of looks to me and puts her hand on my hand on the armrest of the seat and says, my daughter was a writer and my daughter passed away last month. Oh my do gosh. Have, do you have more that I could read? Because I feel like she's with me and you. Wow. Ne- needless to say, I turned her loose in my iPad and she read the entire remainder of the trip. Oh, Denise, that's amazing. I know. I know. You know, years ago in my struggles, I offered for God to use me however he saw the best fit. Mm -hmm. And I have experiences and life opportunities over and over in which I know that I am used in that moment. Awesome. That's so true that you're just bringing tears to my eyes here. (laughs) You, you like express the beauty of life through your words, Denise. Thank you. Yeah. And I hope... You know, I mean, I know that you will just have more opportunities to touch people through your words and through your writing. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it is pretty exciting. The book is like gone places I would have never dreamed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it has, an example of that. Well, I never saw myself as speaking in words of encouragement and empowerment to women in a group scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have had requests to do speaking events and, and book signing events. And I've had women come up to me afterwards and thank me for, you know, giving them that gift of picking them up. And it's like, well, you're welcome. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, what do you say in those moments? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, you know, the book, I mean, it's been, it's got itself on the shelves at Barnes and Noble. It's gone, it's on their website. It's on Amazon's website. It's on mm-hmm. Balboa Press website. Um, you know, it's just, it's had sales. I've, you know, sold out most everything that I purchased to have at book signing and events that I go to. Mm-hmm. It just, I'm just so humbled by it. I've done three different, you know, interviews regarding it. Uh-huh. I had a front page marketing thing in the press. It was like, wow, who is this woman that wrote this book? And <laughs> right. who is, the, you know, I, t- I, I refer to it as my book child. Yeah. <laughs> Because we have children, and at some point, we have to set them free to find their way and spread their wings. And my book is my, my book child. It's out there spreading its wings and serving its own purpose. It is. And mm-hmm. you know, it's perfectly divinely guided, which is awesome, too. Yeah, it, yeah. Is. it is. I hope that our listeners, or if there's anyone listening, um, that they're, they are inspired by you and that if there's something that they know they need to write or to share mm-hmm. that they know that it's possible and they're supposed to do it and you know oh yeah yeah that, that would be the ultimate gift yes the ultimate gift of results from me taking the risk and you know I mean it's very vulnerable in here I was very careful to I, I actually had a hundred plus pages more than the book is currently holding because I pulled out because I wanted it to stay at a good price point so that more people could get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's another one that's still in the cedar chest somewhere. Um, and I was very careful what I put in there because it's only supposed to serve good and not, you know, hurt in any way. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's full of empowerment. It's, it's filled with, yes, you can. And not only can you, you should. 
you know, I feel like we have an obligation to use the gifts that we are given. And we all have something different. And it might take us a while to figure out what it is or to find the bravery that it takes to put ourselves out there and open ourselves up in vulnerable ways. Mm -hmm. But we have an obligation at some point before our days are done to offer to the world what it is that God gifted us to handle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe that too. And um, I read this book by, I I hope I'm not saying her name wrong. I think it's Brenda Udall. And she she lived in the Twin Cities around like Lake Calhoun area in the early 1900s. And that was just farm. She talked about farm and that was like a windmill and stuff like that. Awesome. (laughs) But she taught writing. And so she she says that we all have a story to share. We all have Mm -hmm. and all write. We're all meant to write. And so I think, you know, I met someone once and she said, oh, I could never write a book. And I said, of course you can. And her eyes got big. She actually stepped back away from me. <laughs> you know, it's like no one ever had given her that permission or yes. like saying, yes, of course you can. You know, I, I firmly believe that we all have something we can share and um, we just have to be willing to write it down or be willing to, you know, paint that painting or, or you know, do that thing that wants to emerge from us. We yep. all have creativity and um, a gift to share. Yep. There's, there's another story in the book, and I'm just going to tease the audience with it a little bit. Okay. It takes me back to ninth grade, and it was my ninth grade English teacher who I feared greatly for <laughs> my own little creative ways. You know, he was tall and strong, and, you know, I was just like, ooh, intimidated to the max. <laughs> but day in class, I felt stuck, and I could not get the words to come out in ninth grade. I know where I sat. The story, the story about that moment talks about where I sat, what the music was on the phonograph, what he looked like. I went to his desk, scared to death. I stood there. He ignored me. Eventually, all he said without looking up was yes. And I said, I know what the assignment is, but I'm stuck and I don't think I can do it. Mm. And he set his pen down. He rolled his head and looked at me. He stared at me for like what felt like eternity without a word. (laughs) Rolled his head back to his desk, picked up his pen, went back to correcting papers and simply said without looking at me, maybe you can't, but I believe you can. Please return to your seat. I have used that phrase from Mr. Mead over and over in life. Uh Do I quit this job? Do I step out into real estate and take the risk of going 100% commission for everything that I have single? Do I file for divorce? Do I apply for this job? Do I let my kids do this or that? Maybe you can't, but I believe you can. Go do it. Oh, wow. And there's a backstory to that story as well, because about eight, seven, eight years ago, in another risk-taking moment, decision-making I was thinking of him, and because I now believe every time I get those thoughts, I have to be active on them. I have to take action. I wrote him a letter. I found out that he was still alive and well. Oh, cool. Because I was, you know, 13, and he was Uh probably in his 40s, I'm guessing. I don't know. Um, But I found him alive and well. I wrote him a handwritten letter telling him how his words that day had influenced my life. Wow. Sent it off thinking, gosh, this feels so good. And whatever comes if nothing I feel so good having sent this off Mm -hmm. got a letter back we exchanged a couple letters um my book came out 
another classmate works at the library in the community I grew up in and sent me a photo telling me it was on her desk and it was going to hit the shelves. And I was like, wow, I used to go to story time here. Oh, yeah. You know, when I was little. And then she closed out by telling me, by the way, Mr. Mead comes to the library once a week and they are going to make a point to show him your book with his story in it. Oh, my gosh. That is Isn't that like magical. full circle? Yes. Full circle. Absolutely. <laughs> And I don't know if I wouldn't have written that letter seven, eight years ago, would I have written the book? I don't know. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't tapped in and tuned in to what I'm thinking and feeling, would I have done any of the things I've done? Mm -hmm. Right. I say go for it. You know, when I sign my books for people, it's live boldly, love freely. Mm -hmm. Denise, we could go on and on all day, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I can talk all day if you'd like, but I know we have a timeline. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're amazing. How oh. fun to have you on today. Thank you, thank you. I hope that someone gets some nugget of positivity from listening. Oh, me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are positivity, so <laughs> God bless well, you. I can't wait to get the paperback version of your book. I'm, I'm going to get that. Wonderful. Yeah. So if any of our listeners would like to connect with you, I know they can find your book online. Um, How would they connect with you for more information? You know, the best way to actually get a response and engage and just continue to follow would be on the Facebook page that I set up for the book. Um, It's Denise Krogman author is my Facebook title page for my business on the book. And I post on it a lot. It's filled with positivity and uplifting things that I share from other sites, um, some humor, just a lot of be bold. Yeah. You know, love, love freely. Go out there and just own it. Yes. And, and I would share, love to engage. I'd do you love share to hear events from. on there. Like if you're um, doing a book signing anywhere around locally or. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I do. Perfect. Absolutely. I do. Yep. So Absolutely. I'll be able to connect with you. Awesome. You bet. Yeah, thank you so much, Denise. It's been such a pleasure to, you know, learn more about your book. This has been fun. Well, from one author to another, I'm proud of you, girl. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Denise, you know how to just touch someone's soul, Denise. <laughs> well, it's, it, you know, it, you opened it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I can't wait to see you again soon. <laughs> okay, you bet. All right. God bless. You too. Thank hey, you. Listeners. And God bless you out there, everyone. Thank you. I'm sure they're, they're receiving that. Mm-hmm. So my new book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You is now on Amazon. So chapter by chapter, it helps you free all of you, the mind, the body, the soul, you, others, our intuition. So I hope it speaks to your soul and helps you heal and become free from the inside out. And I also have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It is free to download and you can also subscribe for more features that um, help you express your own unique radiance. And that can be found at rachelapp.com. If you want my nine happiness and healing essentials, go to www.drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send that to you right away. And with that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. This 
is the EWN Podcast Network.